0: When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C, helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C.
1: Hey there. I'm back. It's your friend, Toby. And this is our program. This is our show in this moment. And let's just pretend it's just you and me right now. You know, and I'm not going to lecture you. I'm just here to have a talk with you. We're going to talk about recovery today. And that's what our program in this moment is all about. And our subject, I'm going to tell you the subject right out the shoe, which I usually don't do because I, I like to kind of warm it up with a little calm and unity. But I'm going to tell you our our show today, the subject is overcoming fear. You know, the chief activator of our defects has always been self-centered fear, fear is about suffering and our program is about recovering our program. In case you didn't notice is called in this moment. And the best way sometimes to overcome fear is to be calm and to stay in the, in this moment and stop worrying about what is to come or certainly being angry and how to uh, worry about the fear and the embarrassment of all the damage and destruction that we've inflicted on others with our harmful behavior of our past. Let's just get over that for the minute and stay in the present moment. You know, our program recovery is about overcoming a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I accentuate seemingly because fear is is centered in our brain. It's right centered right between our ears there. You know, it's seemingly. Sigmund Freud wrote a book called Studies on Hysteria. And hysteria is a fear. And fear is contagious, by the way. Fear, people who experience fear suffer. And I don't know about you, but I had countless attempts at getting sober, and I couldn't because I was consumed with fear. I was. I was consumed of losing my identity. I was consumed with the fear of becoming the hole in the donut. I was consumed with the fear of, of not getting what I really wanted I was consumed with the fear of losing what I already possessed. I was consumed with fear. And then I finally started to calm down after I hit bottom again. And I really hit my bottom and I was given the the gift of desperation. And then it started to make sense that, uh, you know, page 44 from the big book says that, uh, I may be suffering from a condition which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And that started to make sense for me. You know, our program is going to be using a couple of publications, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and its sister publication, the 12 and 12 called the 12 steps and 12 traditions as nothing more than a timeless and universal point of reference. Our program is tailored to anybody, and I mean anybody, who's suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and needs to cope in order to survive with this hopelessness. And it's the coping that leads to so much destruction. It leads to physical and spiritual and emotional and psychological and financial destruction. It leads to the annihilation of all worthwhile things in life is what this fear will lead us to. So there's the demon. The demon is fear. you know. And how do we overcome that, that fear? Well, I'll tell you, we've got to make a start. And the start is by trying to point our imagination toward the right objectives. And in order to point our imagination toward the right objectives, we've got to calm down. And the first thing that the sufferer can do, this is what I did, and this is what I've witnessed hundreds of people do around me, is they, they participated and they pursued a kinship of common suffering, the group therapy, where they could experience something called unity, to realize that in fact, they're not all alone in their, their fear-driven, self-centered misery, the most important thing. So there it is, the solution, the very first thing that the sufferer can do, that we can do, the first thing that I did was I got to a kinship of common suffering. For me, it was the AA meeting and I'm in another 12-step program too. I won't mention it this time, but there it was and I hit it every single day. And when I participated in this kinship of common suffering, I didn't know it, but I was participating in the first tradition, which is unity. You know, our fellowship is centered around unity. And the best way to feel a part of is to go to someone who doesn't feel a part of and comfort and console them and put your your arm around them and tell them that it's going to get better, that this too will pass. Even if you don't know precisely to what extent it's going to get better, just to be there and to comfort and to calm somebody and to practice unity and calm. Those are the seeds. Those are the first steps of recovery. To remember that we don't ever have to be alone again. We never have to be alone again. We never have to drink or use or act out alone again. We never have to, tell others that you don't understand me ever again. This idea of experiencing terminal uniqueness. It's over. This could be the last time you'll ever have to be in recovery. Why? Because I think you're going to get it this time because the seeds of recovery are pursuing a kinship of common suffering. No human power could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would if he were sought, and there's the solution. In our show today, we are gonna be talking about overcoming fear, and in order to overcome anything, we need to illuminate exactly what it is that we're going to be overcoming, and that's why we're gonna be using the big book and the 12 and 12 as a point of reference. They have many wonderful quotes on fear and, and the malady of fear and the destruction of fear. And we need to illuminate it once and for all in order to move into the solution. When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. And in order for the problem to go away, we need to illuminate it once and for all. And that's what we're going to be doing today. The 12 step method of recovery is simply to trust God, clean house, and to help others. There's maybe 12 steps, but there's three parts. Trust God, clean house, and help others. And the very first step that you or the sufferer can do to get this thing right this time is to get back into a kinship of common suffering and to participate. I never miss an episode myself. I call it audience participation theater, and I do, and I participate. I just try not to be too dramatic. You know, I try not to call too much attention to myself. When I share, I try to just carry a few encouraging words to the sufferer. There's no, there's no need or place for, for, for self gratification and and glory and attention in a kinship of common suffering. In a kinship of common suffering, I'm there to participate in overcoming my suffering by being helpful to another person overcoming their suffering. Doesn't that make sense? Anyway, we don't have any call-ins on this show. We don't have any guests. We have a lot of material to cover today on overcoming fear. I mean, this is it, man, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We stepped on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. And if you can't get along with your fellow man, chances are you're having trouble getting along with yourself. And there's one of the answers to why we act out with this self-destructive behavior. But I'm telling you, fear is the root cause of this stuff, man, because we were still bothered by fear, self-pity and hurt feelings. It was probable we couldn't appraise ourselves fairly at all. And that's why when you come into the kinship and you calm down, Find another trusted soul where you can put your hand in the hand of the man and go find a quiet place and do these these things called the 12 steps and clean house. Nothing can calm the spirit and overcome fear and move this soul and the spirit into a place called faith better than cleaning house. Cleaning house, opening up the door and sweeping it out. The antidote of fear is faith. We're going to cast out the demon of fear and we're going to bring in the spirit of faith. When we come back, we'll be talking about illuminating the problems of fear followed by the solutions of overcoming fear only here on in this moment with Toby C.
0: In This Moment with Toby C. Continues now on iHub Radio.
1: Well, painfully aware of being somehow abnormal, the man did not fully realize what it meant to be alcoholic. Hmm. Let me read that again for you. It comes out of the big book, A Vision for You, on page 155. You know, this is about being aware that something's just not right. Something is painfully abnormal. And so many of us experience that coming in to recovery, painfully aware of being somehow abnormal. But we just didn't fully realize what's going on. And what really happens is, is we experience and discover that fear has been the real problem all along. You know, first of all, I told you that we're instinctive survivalists, okay? And when instincts, when the human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace, see? And so fear is really an instinctual human condition. We're survivalists. That's it's in our DNA and somehow to, to grow up and evolve and move out of the sense of everything's wrong around me to everything is right around me takes a process. And many of us never quite hit that, that, that level of, of modern day evolution, where we move out of our fear-driven instinctual needs and into our faith-driven, peaceful, happy, joyous lives that I think God wants us to live and experience. And fear is the demon. There's no question about it. You know, fear is about never. I'm never gonna get this. I'm never gonna get sober. I'm never gonna stop being in and out of recovery. Fear is an attitude. But let us be clear of one thing for sure. And this is what's gonna happen when, when you start to, to clean house. If you find somebody that you really trust and you're willing to put your hand in their hand and really walk this thing through and clean house, a couple of things is you're going to do what's known as a fear inventory in the fourth step. And you're going to catalog all of the fears once and for all. And remember, you can't overcome a fear unless you illuminate it. And the fear inventory in the fourth step is so, so important to illuminate. But most importantly, the beautiful part about cleaning house, especially in the four step inventory is that we discover that fear is really, it's an anger. See fear is not sinful, but anger is. Fear is a determination that you're not going to take from me what I already possess or it's an angry determination that I am going to get what I have not. Greed might be involved with some fear as well. And greed is sinful. The beautiful part about cleaning house again is we are able finally to calm down and distinguish righteous from unrighteous behavior. We're able to distinguish and discern right from wrong. When we're not calm, we cannot distinguish right from wrong. The only thing we can do when we're in our manic fear-driven self-centered state is practice something called self-righteous behavior. There's no righteous or unrighteous acknowledgement. It's all self-righteous behavior and self-righteous behavior is harmful to others. And that's one of the biggest problems with fear is we we impose control on others with our self-righteous behavior and we harm others. And I've read that there's nothing more sinful than, than interfering with the spiritual development of another human being and to impose our will to try to be somebody else's higher power or God or dominate them or manipulate them is harmful and it's all based in fear. And I'm telling you, one of my favorite quotes is if you do the, the 12 steps and you clean house in the fourth step and you do that fear inventory, it says it right here. At once we commence to outgrow fear, but you got to acknowledge it. The chief activator of our defects has been self-centered fear, primarily fear that we will lose something we already possessed or would fail to get something we demanded. That clearly is about either being stuck in the past or freaking out about the future. You know, maybe this, maybe the problem with fear is that we're just not able to be at peace in the present moment. It's an attitude it's a conflict with other people fears, contagious Calm's contagious too. Fear is about looking at something and saying, what's wrong with what's in front of me, what's wrong with the person who's mistreating me. And when we calm down and we move, away from and we start to outgrow fear, it's replaced by this thing called faith and it's a calming peace that surpasses all comprehension. You know, fear is an uncertainty. Fear is an uncertainty. Faith is about certainty. Fear is uncertainty. There's a psychiatric disorder called the avoidance disorder. Maybe you practice it or know others who practice it. The avoidance disorder is the weapon of mass relationship destruction. Because practicing avoidance is about keeping others on the edge of uncertainty. And when you keep people on the edge of uncertainty, you keep them in fear. And when you keep people in fear, you captivate their attention and you control people. Does sound like anybody you know? Do you know any masters of manipulation who are masters at keeping people on the edge of uncertainty? You never quite know where you stand. But they've got your attention, don't they? It's because you're they've got your fear. They've got your attention and they've got your fear. And fear, my friends, is not attractive. It's a repellent. It's not okay. Calm is attractive. Fear is unattractive. It's an obsession. It's a worry and it's a bad message. Fear is a bad message. You know, if you want to recover, you want to start healing and getting better, you know, change your message, but know that fear in all of its, its forms, Are a bad message, and don't forget, action speaks louder than words. A lot of our behaviors, our self-destructive behaviors, are fear-driven. Now, when we come back, we're gonna be talking about the solutions for overcoming fear. Now that we've adequately illuminated what fear is all about, this is your friend Toby C. In this moment, only here on iHub Radio, Palm Springs, California.
0: in this moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C.
1: Probably the biggest fear so many of us carry throughout our lives is the fear of identity and the fear of identification. Maybe you've heard the old term, you know, if you don't stand up for something, you'll lay down for anything. If you're not part of something, then you're, then you're really part of nothing. And there's the deal. And I've heard it said that character defects. I've heard people joke that uh, that um, they didn't realize that they had character defects. They just thought that all their defects had character, and that's understandable. You know that that their defects of character, the things that kept them from being at peace and having healthy and balanced relationships with other people, were really the things that I, that gave them their identity. And I think so many people travel through life with their their head in the clouds or their head up somewhere else, with this uh, this idea of identity. You know, hey, that's how I roll. It is what it is. Deal with it. You know that type of attitude, and the biggest fear for so many of us who who come into recovery to try to recover from whatever we're trying to re- recover from, whatever extreme harmful behavior we're acting out with, the biggest fear is is overcoming this loss of identity, and it even says you know that uh, that we might fear becoming the hole in the donut. I mean, what will become of me. And there's the solution right there for overcoming fear is overcoming this this worry about what will become of me. And if you move past the level of consciousness of what's going to become of me to the level of, you know, I am at peace with who I am today. There's the solution. And this attitude of being at peace with who I am today is about practicing calm, and calm is a close cousin of faith. And faith is the antidote of fear. So if fear is an agitated spirit, then the solution for overcoming fear is to calm the spirit. And I don't know about you, but I've discovered that uh, I've spent a lifetime trying to calm my spirit with drugs and alcohol and sex and food and gambling and, you know, you name it, man. I've tried it all. It's like whack-a-mole, man. You know, which which obsession is it gonna be today? And it was all about, it was all about trying to control this fear and this identity, the solution is to help another suffering soul overcome their fear to put your arm around another soul and to try to calm them down is the ultimate way of overcoming personal fear. I've spent a lifetime of trying to overcome my fears by acting out and it never worked. Well, sometimes it did temporarily, but it was never enduring. I tried to use other people and I tried to use other things and chemicals, anything I could to overcome my fear. And it never worked. It was never sustainable. The really only way that I could sustain calming myself down and overcoming fear was by focusing my attention on another soul and trying to help them overcome their fear and calming them down. There's the solution, my friends. It's about changing the focus of our attention. Instead of inward, we're focusing our attention outward. It's called paying attention. Another word for paying attention to another human being is called love, but I'm going to call it paying attention because love can kind of get lost in the whitewash. Paying attention to another person or paying attention to anything other than what's going on in our brain is called practicing mindfulness. See, when I go to my home group meeting daily, I go to a a 7am home group meeting. I love it. It's a great way to to start the day, it's a great way for me to sit still for 55 minutes in my seat and to try to listen to other people. And just by trying to listen to other people and pay attention to other people, I get out of my head. It's a way of momentarily, you know, removing myself from the fears, the obsessions, the worries, the uncertainties of the day. And then if you want to kick it up to a, a, a deeper level of peace, what I do is I share in my meetings, it's called my testimony, and I share in a very general way what it used to be like and what happened as a result of participating in this kinship of common suffering and what it's like now. And I try to carry some very general loving words of encouragement to the newcomer in my meeting. And every now and then a newcomer will come up and say, Hey, Toby, I really liked your share. You know, will you sponsor me? I don't really, I'm very wary about the definition of sponsorship. I don't really sponsor people per se. I pay attention to people. That's what I do. Isn't sponsorship just paying attention to another person? Isn't sitting down in a room and cracking open the big book or the 12 and 12 and and just reading that step and sharing, you know, isn't that just about, isn't that the solution? You better believe it is. And it seems like when I'm paying attention to another soul, practicing these spiritual principles called the 12 steps, I experience calm and calm to me is God and God is the real antidote for fear. No human power could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would if he were sought. There is only one who has all power that one is god and may you find him now that is the solution for overcoming fear and i don't know about you i can't just click my heels and snap my fingers and tap into god some people can some people can get into a deep meditative state and they've got a direct connect but i don't i experience the god of my understanding And the peace and the grace of a loving God of my understanding, I experience that God, that higher power through other people. When I'm paying attention to another suffering soul, I experience God's grace because I know I'm doing the right thing. And it keeps me grateful. I'm telling you, man, the biggest solution for overcoming fear is gratitude, man. You know, fear is an anger. Remember, it's sinful. But of course, if you're not calm, you know, you can't distinguish right from wrong. But when we're calm, we can. And we can move toward the right things. And the right things is to be grateful for what we have. One of my favorite prayers, there's a recovery center in India here in the Coachella Valley. And it's been there for years. It's called the ABC Recovery Center. And I remember back in the mid-90s when I first came into this program unsuccessfully, um, I used to go to meetings down there. And behind the podium in in the, uh, the main room there, there was a prayer. And on the prayer, the prayer was simply this. It said, God, if I can't have the things that I want, please help me to want the things that I have today it's the gratitude prayer, you know, gratitude. Gratitude is the main ingredient of humility and humility is just simply calming down and getting out from in front of this thing and putting your higher power back where your higher power belongs. Stop making other people and other things, your higher power, Put God back out in front or at least try to, it's called humility. And humility is the main ingredient of anonymity. And anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions and principles. Remember the 12-step method of recovery is just, uh, is just where we find spiritual principles. We discover them. And you will too when you trust God and clean house and calm down you'll discover these spiritual principles. And if you learn how to practice and adapt and adopt these spiritual principles into your daily life, it's a discipline. You will be relieved of the obsession and the worry and the fear. Obsession and worry is a fear. Practicing these spiritual principles in our daily lives is the solution for overcoming this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And the best part about it is it enables the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. Didn't I tell you in the beginning that one of the biggest fears of people coming into recovery is, what's going to become of me? Am I going to become the hole in the donut? Am I going to lose my identity? And here it says that the best part of, of discovering and adapting and practicing these spiritual principles is enables the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. How about that? You know, the 12-step method is not a place to come to if, um, for, for self-improvement. The 12-step method of recovery are for people who've really been given the gift of desperation and who have hit bottom, you know, if you come into the 12 step program, looking to find yourself, you just may get lost. But if you lose yourself in cleaning house and lose yourself in the 12 step method of recovery, you just might discover who you really are. And when you outgrow fear and you calm down, you stop playing the shame game. Man, you are going to just experience this peace and this faith. You're going to have what's known as an unshakable foundation. And it's this faith and this unshakable foundation that if you maintain it by focusing your attention and and working with others, God is going to keep you safe and protected one day at a time. All we really have is a daily reprieve from what? From fear. And it's contingent upon the maintenance of our spiritual condition for what we really have is a daily reprieve from fear contingent upon the maintenance of our spiritual condition and the maintenance involves paying attention to other suffering souls. When we return, we're going to be playing the imagination exercises and you're going to imagine sponsoring and being uniquely helpful to another sufferer. When we come back here, and in this moment, I'm Toby ci iHub Radio.
0: In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C on iHub Radio. Wow,
1: what a uh, what a show, what a subject, fear overcoming fear, man. And um, I think we nailed it. I think we really illuminated fear for what it is. And I think we really nailed some, some, some simple suggestions for overcoming fear. I'll tell you the biggest suggestion for overcoming fear. And I've already mentioned it is by working with others. Let me tell you a little something about our fellowship in the 12-step program. You know, the 12-step program obviously started with Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, back in 1939. What a lot of people forget is that the the birth date of Alcoholics Anonymous, the, the date when this fellowship, this society started, was not the day that the founding member got sober. It was not the day that the founding member stopped drinking, the day that our fellowship started, the anniversary, the genesis of Alcoholics Anonymous, was the day that Bill Wilson helped another alcoholic to achieve sobriety. And his name was Dr. Robert Holbrook Smith, Dr. Bob. I want you to think for a minute that you're going to get it this time. You're going to get better. And not only are you going to get better, but, and the big book tells us this, that once you calm down and clean house, you are going to be uniquely helpful to another sufferer. You can help them where everybody else and all other options failed because you are going to speak a secret language that only another sufferer can comprehend. You are going to be uniquely helpful to another sufferer when you clean house and calm down because you trusted God. You're going to become a sponsor. Can you imagine yourself being a sponsor? Well, you ought to, because The primary function of sponsorship is to prepare to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor. Sponsors are not life coaches. They're not gurus. They're not therapists. The sponsorship experience is we meet as equals. And the whole purpose of sponsorship is to calm the sufferer down by helping them trust God and clean house so you can prepare them to help others. So your function now is to finally calm down and get to your kinship of common suffering, your home group, and you make a commitment to that home group. And in doing so, you just might be making a commitment to a God of your understanding. And if you honor that group, and if you serve that group, and if you discover and practice spiritual principles within that group, you will be, you'll be delivered from no man's land. You're going to finally get out of no man's land and you're going to get to the other side. You're going to have this sensation that you've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. That's what's in store for you. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that this is going to be the last time you ever have to worry about whether or not this thing's going to work? Because you're going to develop an unshakable foundation. Because you're going to develop the type of faith that can only be experienced by trusting God and putting your hand in the hand of the man and cleaning house. And if you want to stay safe and protected, you got to honor your agreement. God will always forgive our derelictions. God will always forgive us our derelictions, but in no case does he render us white as snow and keep us that way without our cooperation you are going to be rendered white as snow. All of your derelictions are going to be forgiven. You're going to hit the reset button. You're going to start a new life now. Many of us have experienced near death experiences. We don't know why we still are alive. Maybe God has a purpose for you. Maybe you weren't taken for a reason. You know, maybe God loves you and wants you to stop suffering now. Maybe God wants you to be disciplined. Great suffering leads to discipline. The discipline of discovering and practicing spiritual principles and discipline leads to obedience. Obedience to what obedience to God's will. God wants to be out in front of this thing. And the sooner you get out from in front of this thing and put God out in front of this thing and start being obedient to God's will instead of your will, you're going to get this thing. And it only happens in the state of calm, the state of serenity, the state of sobriety. You're going to get it this time. I know you will. It's because you finally you finally have the the key to the riddle, the answer to the riddle. And the answer is open-mindedness. And by being calm and open-minded, can we be helpful to another suffering soul? We can't help anybody, but we can be uniquely helpful to another suffering soul. Just by paying attention, and trying to give somebody that little mustard seed of faith by being the person at the end of that long, dark tunnel holding that guiding light saying this is the way to faith. This is a path. This is a way to faith that actually works and it'll work for you too. There's a solution for overcoming fear. Only God could and would if you're a sot. You know what to do. Now quit fighting it and come home, come to your meeting, come to your group, come to your kinship of common suffering and bond with people and pay attention to people and try to practice a little humility and stay out from from in front of this thing. I hope you've enjoyed our show today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you again. And until next time, this is your friend Toby C. This is our program in this moment. Only here on iHub Radio in lovely downtown Palm Springs, California.